Well, I'm pleased to introduce to you again my third son. His name is Randy, and he's going to be bringing the message for us today. God bless you, Randy, as you come. As we're getting uh, things set up here, getting ready, Gina's going to be passing out some rocks for everyone, so if you'll grab your rock and hang on to it, and uh, please don't throw it at me. Don't stole me. You know, we are a Pentecostal church, so if you can say amen anytime you want, if you feel like I'm stepping on your toes, you can say, oh, me. Oh, me. Okay. If I'm stepping on your toes, you know, I don't mean to, don't mean to hurt you or anything like that. But please don't throw the stones. Okay. We got some other plans for the stones. So uh, he will be passing those out. And so, to continue our study on worldly perspective versus eternal perspective. How many know that we are living in a temporary world? This is only temporary. Okay, and we kind of described last time how it is just a short period of time. And it's compared to eternity. Eternity is what is forever and ever, and ever, and ever, no end to it. That is our home. That is our resting place. This is not. This is not our home. This is not our resting place. We're just passing through. It's a temporary life. Small, some of us, longer than others. But however way you look at it, it is so small compared to eternity. And so what's amazing about this is that every decision, every choices we make in this little time frame of temporary life will affect our eternity, will affect how we will live in eternity forever and ever and ever. So we do well to really seriously think what is our purpose? What is our reason to live in this temporary time period? And why am I living right now in this time period? And so as we begin to evaluate those things this morning, I want us to take a close look that everything we do does matter. Everything we do, Jesus, if it, if it wasn't so, Jesus would not have said so in the Bible. In Matthew 6 and in Luke 12, he said, Store up yourself treasures in heaven where neither moth or rust or thieves can come in and steal your treasures in heaven. So it's good for us to store up <laughs> these treasures in heaven. Because they will not be altered. They will not be changed. They will be there forever and ever and ever. So let's store up treasures in heaven. Now, thank thank Jesus that he has bought us. He has cleansed us through his blood. We don't carry over the bad things that we do. Only the good things. Everybody say, Amen. Amen. 
Only the good things get stored up in heaven. If we are faithful to confess our sins, Jesus says in His Word, He is faithful to forgive us. And when He forgives us, it's gone. It's gone. It's gone. It will not be brought up again. Okay? So I'm so thankful that we can come before Jesus and say, Lord, I made a mistake. What I did was wrong. Will you forgive me? And this is the daily practice. Billy Graham talked about this. He said, I repent every day with the Lord. So, having said that, it's the, we, here's the decision we're going to have to make. Right here, right now. In this temporary life, who are we going to serve? Because the truth is, you're going to serve somebody. Something is going to become an idol in your life. You are going to serve it. Whether you want to admit it or not, it's there. So that is the decision we make. Now we're going to look at the, the decisions that the children of Israel made. They made a lot of bad ones and they made some good ones. But now they're, they're at this point where they, Jesus had purchased them. The Lord had took them out of Egypt, out of the bondage of slavery, and he had brought them up to the promised land. And he has brought them out for him, for them to serve the Lord, for the whole world to know this is what the kind of people God wants us to be. So they, they were an example to us. So let's read this passage of Scripture, if you will. So let's start with Joshua 24, verses 14 and 15. So fear the Lord and serve him wholeheartedly. Put away forever the idols your ancestors worshipped when they lived beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt. Serve the Lord alone. But if you refuse to serve the Lord, then choose today whom you will serve. Would you prefer the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates? Or will it be the gods of the Amorites in whose land you now live? But as for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. Amen? As for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. So there, it's a decoration we must make every day. Every moment that we get up because it matters. How we live our lives today, tomorrow, and hereafter really does matter. Who are we going to serve? And when we make that decision, then we can declare that who our God is. Now I want you to turn with me at the next verse in Joshua 4, 19 and 20. The people crossed the Jordan on the tenth day, and on the first month. Then they camped at Gilgal, the, uh, just east of Jericho. It was there at Gilgal that Joshua piled up the twelve stones taken from the Jordan River. You know what the word Gilgal means? It means a circle. It means a, a wheel. They go round and round. We know that the children of Israel kept looking back to Egypt. What was back in Egypt 
that kept that was so important to them, why they kept referring back to them. So they made these circles. We know that they wandered around for 40 years in the wilderness. What was their problem that they had? And so what I want to do is kind of, we kind of look at the children of Israel and say, oh, what was wrong with these people? I mean, all the things that God did for them to set them free from the bondage of slavery. And how many know that Jesus has set us free from the bondage of sin? We are no longer a slave to sin. Amen? We're no longer saved. We've been set free. He's brought us out. And he brought us out of slavery so that we can serve the Lord. So we can serve him. So we're going to look at the children of Israel. So what I'm going to do is modernize what they were doing. Okay? So I'm going to give you an example of living in your living room. Come home from work. You come home and you're in your house. And then you get frustrated, you go out on the porch, and then you go for a drive. These are kind of three things that we do on a daily basis. Okay, so I'm going to try to show you as an example of how we live our daily lives. And here we go. All right, here we go. All right, honey, I'm tired. So don't be bothering me anymore deceiving. Okay? I, I'm going to sit here and just relax. I mean, I've had a really stressful day. Now I wonder what's on TV tonight. You know, I get so sick and tired of those people. They get they go at each other talking about politics all day long. They just like cat and dogs. I mean, they just fight and fight and whatever. And they think they're going to solve the world's problem all in one day. I don't know who, you know. And sometimes I think uh, uh, they're living back in the Western days, you know. I think at, at any moment, one of them's going to pull out their gun boom, and shoot them down. I ain't kidding. This is a, it, it's, I ain't never seen anything like it. Why there's such a division at work, such different opinions. They just go, it's just, it's, uh, it's just stressful listening to that all day. And I'm going to come home and I'm just going to relax. Watch my favorite TV show tonight. Oh, this is the final season finale. What? We got a breaking news. Oh my goodness. Looky here, honey. Patrick Mahomes got a new contract. $500 million. Oh my goodness. Can you believe that? Get paid to play games. Man, I work my head off to get a few hundred dollars and then I got to pay $50 to play a game of golf. Man, what has our world come to? Oh my goodness. What? This is, uh, what? Honey, did you, did you flip the breakers? Don't tell me we ain't got no utilities. Oh man, get a little bit of snow and what has happened? Everything shuts down. Uh, this is just, 
Can you believe this? Now, I can just see it now. Everybody's headed to the grocery store, get their toilet paper. This is just out of sight. I can't. We better start storing up foods, you know, because we never know what's going to happen. This is what I know. Better happen. The utilities better come on by the time game starts at 8 o'clock tonight. Got to see my Texas Tech Raiders win them. So, you know what? This is getting depressing. I'm going outside, honey. I'm going to sit out on the porch. Oh, man. Oh, man. This is... I can't already take all this stuff that's going on. Oh. You know, Lord, it, it just doesn't seem fair. I mean, just this last Sunday, you had a guy shows up, first time he's there, and he says, he would like to be delivered from smoking. And right there, on the spot, you delivered him. And here I've been praying for two years for you to deliver me from this cigarette stuff. I just don't understand it. I don't understand what you, you know, take for example that, you know, that goofy guy at church, you know, he's got that CNI dog, you know, he's got those, he got those mechanical ears, you know. He says he's been praying for a miracle all his life, ever since he's a kid, you know, and uh, I don't understand, Lord. I don't understand why you don't just heal him. I mean, it just does not make no sense. Do we got to get down on our knees and beg? Beg for a miracle? I, I just don't get it, Lord. Sometimes you, sometimes you do the miracle and over, over people I don't even think deserved it. And then others don't. I just don't understand. All right. I'm on four drive. Oh my goodness. Look at that. It, you saw that I was beating the back up. Now what it just take your sweet little old time, why don't you? No hurry. Don't need to hurry, get hurry, get out of the way. Oh my goodness. What is people? Why these people get out on the freeway, see if we can get to work here on time. Now what are you doing? Driving 40 miles an hour in a fast lane. Come on, man. Let's move it. Let's move it. Move it. Come on. I mean, quit. If you don't, you do know this is the fast lane, right? And, and believe it or not, people really do. I got people in my family that, that really do talk like this, you know. There, there's... They really do believe they can hear, you know. They said, oh, you got your blinker on now, huh? You didn't use it back there. Now you're turning right, huh? Well, let's, let's turn. Don't you know you can turn light right on a red light? Come on, what's the matter with you guys? Let's go, man. Let's go. Let's move it. Let's move it. Come on. If you can't drive, get off the road. Oh, looky here. Semi trucks, they going. They think they own the whole highway. So I think you get the point. 
And if we're not careful, we don't even realize it. We, and we may stop and say, what's so bad about complaining? Well, God really didn't like it when the children of Israel complained. Did he? Matter of fact, they never could get to where God was taking them because they kept complaining. And so we, we need to understand complaining brings worry. It brings stress. It brings depression. All those things when we complain. It says that we don't trust God. We don't believe that He can do what He says He can do for us. And so, when we come to this place where we got to make a decision, you know, how am I going to live my life? Am I going to let the world continue to influence how I live? Or am I going to take a stand? In Ephesians 6, we t it talks about how we need to put all the ar whole armor of God and that we may stand. Take a stand. I will take a stand. I will not take believe the things of, of the world. I not, will not have their mindset. I will not let them influence how I view things in, in this life. And how I'm supposed to live today. I'm going to put on the whole armor of God. And just as, a, as I've come before the courtroom, they said, all right, will you please take a stand? Tell us today your viewpoint on these issues. Tell us today how, where you stand on the world issues today. So it's time for us to stand up and say, I'll tell you where I stand on. I believe God. Now we see this man full of the armor. And he's got metal all over his body. But the most, if you see, the most important part of this body is his hand that's sticking out. Even though he's got all the metal on him, but on his hand, he has five fingers, and in the middle of it is this glowing light. And I thought this really represents what we our light is to shine more powerful, strong than any force of darkness, and that is the light of Jesus. Jesus is the light of the world, amen? And it shines through us. We are to let our light shine. And so as we make this stand, I believe God. I believe God. So I want you to take the first, the thumb. The thumb says, God is who He says He is. He is the living God. He is everything that Ron showed us in the video last week. He is the King of kings. He is the Lord of lords. There is no other God like Him. He is the Almighty God. 
He is a living God. He's not man-made God like the children of Israel keep going back to the gods of Egypt, which was a man-made idols. They were the leader of the world. Kind of like people view America, the leader of the world. I realize that in my lifetime, I've never gone through anything that we've gone through this last year. I've never had to. We were very blessed. We were very blessed nation. Everything was going well. Now it's going to come to this point. Who are you really going to worship? America or God? And we need to take a stand. I believe that God is who He says He is. That's our thumb. The index finger. God can do what He says He can do. He can part the red tree. We can walk on dry ground. He can change the climate of the world. There is nothing my God can't do. He can do it all. And if He says He can do it, we better rest assured He can do it. And after all the miracles that He did, I'm pretty confident there is absolutely nothing He can't do. Amen? Amen. We are Pentecostals, okay? You can say amen. Alright? The third finger comes up. I am who Christ says I am. Who does Christ say I am? In Ephesians 1, 3-8, He says you are blessed, you are chosen, you are adopted, you are favored, you are redeemed, you are forgiven. Yes. Amen. Yes. Hey, now you're sounding like... That's who you are. We are who Christ says we are. Amen. So we're going to take a stand on that. I'm making a stand on it. I'm taking a stand that God is who He says He is. God can do what He says He can. And I am who He says I am. And then when it comes to, well, I don't know if I can do this. You know, come on, man. I know you've given me these abilities and talents. But we need to remember the fourth one is that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Yes. Amen. Amen. I can do all things through Christ. And in the last one, God's Word is alive and active in me. God's Word is alive and active in me. Yes. Yes. Amen. Yes. All right, so I want you to say it with me together, okay? Because this is our... This is what we are saying. We believe. This is how we're going to model this out in our lives every day. Every moment we're taking stand. Every time we get up, every time we get dressed, we're going to stay this. So the first one, our thumb. Everybody hold their thumb up. Come on, you can do this with me. Everybody hold your thumb up. He is who He says He is. Say it with he me. Is he is who He yes. says He is. Amen. Second one. God can do what He says He can do. Amen? Say it with me again. God can do what He says He can do. Amen. And the third one, I am who God says I am. Amen. Fourth one, 
I can do things through Christ who strengthens me. And then the last one, God's Word is alive and active in me. Amen. Now that last finger, it drops down over into this hand. And you know what's in this hand? The sword of the Spirit. That's right. And it says it is, it is sharper than any two-edged sword, which is the Word of God. And so, let's see if we can, we can pose like uh, Iron Man here. Let's see, Iron Man. Every fiery dark you throw at me, every temptation, everything you try to tell me, my enemy, my adversary, the devil, you cannot come against me. Because I'm ready to take you on. I'm ready to fight you. And I will fight you with the Word of God. With the Spirit within me, I will take a stand. First of all, Jesus is the one that the world needs to see. They don't need to see our opinion about what we think is going on other than they, you need to, they need to hear you respond. I do not worry about these things that are going on because God is in control. God has a plan. I will put my faith and trust in Him alone. He's the one I worship. And everything I do is to serve Him because it will be stored up in in heaven, where nobody can take it away. It will be there forever and ever and ever. So wisdom would be that I can totally commit my ways to the Lord and I let my light shine for Him. Amen? Amen. So, now, after listening through all of this worldly viewpoint, now we can come to this place and we can sum it all up like this. Lord Jesus, I want to commit my life to live for you today. Lord, I know that I can't see everything that's going on. But I know you do. You can see it. And Lord, I, I put my trust and my faith in you. And even though I can't always see the miracles that you're doing, Lord, but I know that you are working, that you are actively working, and you're doing a miracle that's far beyond what I can see. So I will never question what you're doing in individual people, because I know you're doing something unique and different in every person. And you're doing your own miracle work in them. That will last for all eternity. So Lord, I, I want to do your will. I'm a bond servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm here to serve you, Lord, and you alone. Amen. So here we are. We come to the, the last part. In Joshua 4, verse 14. Verse 24. That day the Lord had made Joshua a great leader in the eyes of all the Israelites. 
And for the rest of his life, they revered him as much as they had revered Moses. They, they were coming up to this point. Now they were going to embrace a new leader. And they began to rever him the way they revered Moses. Can I just stop here for a second and just say, I don't know if pastor, if you're looking, if you're watching on Zoom, but you have been faithful to this congregation for 21 years. And we revered you. We honor you for your faithfulness. Now let me tell you, I've been around pastors all my life. And I can really say Pastor Gary was a true model of a good pastor. I mean that. I mean that with all my heart. He was a good, or is a good pastor. And we will always rever him. We will always honor him as an elder of our church. Amen. Will you just give a clap offering to yes. him if, yes. if he is worship? We honor you. We bless you, Pastor. You're worthy. You're worthy of our honor and praise. And you are faithful in serving this congregation. Amen. So now we're, they're coming to this place. They're at the Gilgal. And they're making a decision. I'm not going to be like my fathers before me that all they did was complain. And that you were not going to bring them into a promised land because they continued to doubt you. Even when you brought them up to the where they were without water, they thought they were going to die. You provided the water for them. And yet they kept complaining. You provided bread for the children of Israel. And they got sick and tired of eating that bread. And they said they wanted meat. And you were not pleased with them. And now the children of Israel are coming to this point right now. They're saying, no. We're taking a stand. We're taking a stand today. We will serve you. We will serve you, Lord. We will embrace the new leader that you have for us. The new pastor that you have for this congregation that you're appointed today. And so, let's, let's skip down to the last verse. It says, For the Lord your God dried up the river right before your eyes, and He kept it dry until you were all across, just as He did the Red Sea. And when He dried it up until we had all crossed over, He did this so all the nation of the earth might know that the Lord's hand is powerful and so you might fear the Lord your God forever. Forever. There's that word again. Our resting home forever. So what I would like for us to do this morning, no one has to do this, but I have a little table set up over here. It's got a little clipboard with a signature. And I would like for you to take your rock as it, this is a monument moment. This was an altar moment. They realized this is the transition. We're not going backwards. We're not going to complain. We're going to move forward. And we trust 
you, Lord, we trust the leader that you have appointed to this church that will be announced next week. And we are going to make a declaration right now that we will support and follow him. And we're going to make a monument right here. We're going to pile up the rocks on this table so that we as a congregation, and I like to keep this out throughout the week so that you that are Zooming, and you want to be a part of this, you can come during the week. You can call Judah, and he'll make sure the church is unlocked, and you can come in, and you can put your stone on here as well. But I would like for us the next Sunday when we announce the new pastor, we can tell him what we did this morning. We can make this monument, this altar that we made. We will support you. We will follow you. And we will believe that God is taking us, using us, this church in this city for this such a time as this to bring revival. Amen. Amen. I believe that. We're, this temporary life is for a reason. It is for us to choose. Okay? So, I know where the council stands, and I know where Wallet and Lana Gale stand, so I'm going to ask them, as we play this song, that they would come and put their rock up first, and they would sign on the line that they are making this declaration. Now, please, don't go through the emotions of this. You know, just don't do it because we're all doing it. You don't want to be singled out or anything. Do it because in your heart, you are making this declaration. Yes, Lord. I am not going to be wrapped up in all the worldly views, Lord. All the things that are going on, I'm going to focus on you. I'm going to keep my eyes focused on you. And I'm going to do what you have called me to do in this lifespan so that my treasures will be stored up in heaven. So I want to be faithful faithful to you. I want to support what you're doing in our congregation. I support, Lord, the appointment, the by your Holy Spirit you have chosen this person, Lord. And we believe together, Lord, that he's your chosen one. And we will follow him, Lord. We will follow him with, with all of our heart, Lord. And we'll believe He's going to lead us into great things and through the revival that you want to do in our nation, Lord. Because you are the answer. You are the answer, Lord. So take your time. Meditate on it. And I want this to be a, a, a monument moment. You can always reflect back. This is the day we, at the church we made a decision. We were going to follow the new path. I look forward to the things that God has for us in this coming year. We're not going to buy into all the stuff that's being said, and but we're going to make a declaration that I believe in God. I believe that God has a plan, even in the midst of this storm, in the midst that things are going on. We are to be a light. I thank you for making that declaration, for that commitment. And I'm, a, I'm excited about what God has in store for us. Amen. Amen. Amen.
Lord Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for your faithfulness to us, Lord. Lord, you never leave us or forsake us, Lord. You always carry out your plan in our life, Lord. Lord, we understand the importance of living our daily lives, fulfilling your purpose. We know that if we, we're living on borrowed time, this is only a temporary time period, and we want to make the best of it, Lord. And we want to, to follow your will, your direction. We want to wake up every morning saying, Lord, what is your will for me today? What would you have me do? I only want to do what you would do. I only want to say and model and act the way you would have me to act, Lord, today. We thank you for this, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Be blessed.